I was in a desperate situation. The Bayou type stuff. Get out of my house. Avocado tiles back in stock. Why do you feel bad about it? Well, you stop it. it. Sounds like a circus. That's weird. I was freaking out. It's, it's like an insurance claim. It sticks with the house. It went terribly wrong. Scenes oh. and I'm like extortion. I, real estate, real estate is, crazy. is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it is Welcome back to Real Estate is Crazy, filming and recording from beautiful San Diego. If you don't live here, you want to. I'm David Hagigi, and this is Christina Smith. Yeah, this is a fancy <laughs> intro. Jeez. <laughs> You've done this before. Yes. I don't know. Was that too much? <laughs> no, not too much at all. <laughs> I want to be that guy on the, the car, car commercials, the fast talkers at the end with the disclaimers. I know those. I remember those guys. Yeah. The truth is I do talk fast a lot, and I probably shouldn't, but I have to keep up with my thoughts. they got to come out but at the same speed. But then you have to follow up with, like, this podcast may cause diarrhea, <laughs> blindness, and... and, and, and <laughs> so, so, so sorry. Welcome. Welcome. We're here with Joe Vahidi, one of my favorites. Uh, he's a San Diego guy. We're San Diego people. That's why I put out intros like that. Um, we love it here, and Joe's got some fun stories. We're really excited to have him. Yeah, and we're going to jump right in because, okay. you know, we were talking, I mean, we missed my whole segue into my pants. So, well, <laughs> that sounded horrible, first of all. I'm sorry. So you mean sorry. which pants you were wearing today? I was right? Oh, man. Get it. I like Okay, today. wipe the sweat from the brow. This is funny. I was preparing to get dressed because you, you brought up, like, how should I dress today? And then I was very aware, I think the last few podcasts, I barely brushed my hair. So, I decided to make an effort today. And then I didn't do laundry. And I found an old pair of jeans that I thought I'd lost. And I was like, okay, I, I, I think I can squeeze into these for today. So that was really And then I said I had a stack that I'm hoping someday I'll be able to fit in again. But that's new to me because I've always been real thin. And then Joe over here, he's a, a bodybuilder. So, you know, yeah. he doesn't have these problems. Yeah, he just has to... <laughs> yeah, get an extra belt hole depends what time of the year it is as long know. as you're not eating boiled chicken breast with no seasoning no, you know. no I, I changed I, I got, I got, you got out of that. I got a good balance going on for sure, for sure. oh man that was, a, that was a crazy intro yeah. okay so well, Joe you know yeah. we're not trying to be too serious today but apparently you have a serious story that we need to talk about I got some serious ones I got some funny ones as okay. well I think or I mean we'll see how, how I the viewers start might with, take it I want to start with funny yeah. I want to know let's keep it going. about I the weirdest yeah. One situation you've come across yeah. in this so, business. So I've, I got one on, on the top of my mind right okay, now. Okay. Um, so this story with uh, some past clients goes about three years ago. I helped uh, a young couple buy their first home, a uh, single family home in Oceanside, um, backing up to a park. Oceanside. Yeah. It, it was not really nice area in Oceanside <laughs> off the 76. Um, family neighborhood. You know, that's kind of what they wanted, what they wanted realistically. Um uh, the, the wife of the couple, it was in Amsterdam the whole time. So she, she was just getting mm. FaceTime videos of houses, things like that. What? This um, was 2020? It was 2020. Yeah. Very common. I say early 2020. Um, they had like a one or two year old at the moment and she was pregnant with their second child. So my client, you know, flew back to Amsterdam where she lived and was a citizen of to watch the birth of their second child. Um, during that time, you know, we identified a home, got it into escrow and, you know, I, we did the request for repairs, all the due diligence, you know, did the final walkthrough with them. Um, and they closed and I pretty much just had to leave the keys in a lockbox and he was back a couple of weeks later. To Seems actually like everything was perfect. It sounds right? so smooth. It sounds it, 
beautiful. It sounded pretty smooth, you know. The, the, You're going to have pain in the beginning or the end in real estate. Yeah, the sellers, the sellers were cool, did a great job cleaning up the place, giving credit, stuff like that for us. Uh, you Which know, is rare. It was needed, yeah, it yeah. was rare. And, you yeah. know, the, the market always changes. Obviously, the market was a little different uh, back then. Yeah. So, you know, they got the home they wanted, things like that. He was excited that behind him was the park. So, you know, he'd be able to play there with their kids. They have a little front yeah. yard, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I always follow up with my clients. I check in with them, see how things are going. And I would say two to three months later, I called or sent a text. I think it was like, Hey, you know, just wanted to check in, see how things are going. Make sure your wife's here and your kids and everybody's loving everything. I want to meet them. You know, I haven't. Good job, Joe. Good job. I appreciate that. Most agents don't keep in touch. I try. They get their money and run. Yeah. My, my, my script's always, I'm never going to help you buy a home that I can't help you sell. So oh, it's, I'm a lifer. You know? I, I mean, honestly, I think it's proven that that's the way to do this business. Yep. Lifer. Yep. Absolutely. You know, create those relationships. But very few agents do it. Hey, okay. We'll talk true. more that's about that true. later. That's true. I definitely <laughs> have some people I work with who, you know, I never have any follow-up. But then how would you find out the weird stuff that happens after? Exactly. Right. The weird stuff that happens yeah. afterwards. Um, again, you're always kind of fingers crossed. Like hopefully they don't say... When you think, how are things going? You never want to hear like, you're hoping it's good, right? Yeah. Um, but this was, you know, kind of, I got a curveball. Um, he was like, well, you know, we like the house. Everything's good with the house. Just, you know, was there anything on the seller's disclosures about a noise nuisance in Ooh, the neighborhood? Yeah, and, you know, yes. I pull up the seller's disclosures from a couple of years before and, and look it up and, or I'm sorry, a couple of months before. And, and I didn't see anything about noise at all. Um, it probably would have been discussed if it was on there. Yeah, no, yeah, nothing. Yeah, right. I would look at them first, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing was on there. Um, and I go, why? And you know, he goes, well, somebody in the neighborhood listens or watches pornography extremely loud, like no. surround sound, so loud that like the three D sound. Can hear this. Did you know they have three D sound? Do they have 3D sound? Yeah. yeah. It might be 3D sound. Oh my I think it like God. comes that's out horrifying. at you. Oh my God. Um, so um, <laughs> that's horrifying. Yeah, I'm again. imagining pornography so, you know, okay. blasting through my neighborhood. I'm imagining, right what do you tell your kids if they don't know about it? Uh, well, I can imagine the rest of the neighborhood who's got to explain this to their children. Luckily, his kids yeah, were they, like two years old yeah. probably, so there wasn't much to explain other than so did he, keeping them up at night probably. Did he know which yeah. neighbor it was? He didn't know which neighbor. He, I don't think. I don't think they could tell which neighbor. It was just kind of it's coming echoing, out of a random window, yeah, just basically echoing throughout the neighborhood. Um, these these sounds and this noise, right? Just these, yeah, these sounds. These sounds and these uh, noises. I think I would refer to those as unsavory. You know, the truth is, I, I mean, you know, I try to describe these things to my buyers. You know, That's so like the like correct. the like the freeway. We refer to the freeway loosely as the poor man's ocean, right? It's a soft sound. I've never sound. heard that. Because you didn't grow up selling real estate in Oceanside and Vista. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's true. Poor man's the poor man's ocean. Ocean. Well, oh, you know, okay. All right. you have to explain the sound somehow and get a fountain. Yeah, exactly. Get a fountain. I get it. I get it. But, you know, perspective is everything. And I think that just to say this is unsavory, it has a negative effect on real estate value. But if you want to hold the seller accountable, you got to prove that he knew that that was an adverse factor, a nuisance. Well, Absolutely. Did it ever get resolved? He or she. Did they ever find out what happened? Well, um, yes. as the story goes, <laughs> I mean, I guess that was kind of the end of that conversation with him, as in nothing was on the disclosures. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't we really can't know do what anything. to say. Yeah. Have you tried calling, you know, the your local <laughs> police and just been like, hey, maybe knock on the door. Yes. Like, can you turn that down type of situation? I mean, I didn't really know what else to do in that type of situation. Yeah, that's pretty sound um, advice. There's really not much else you can do. Especially socially when you deal with neighbors. Yeah. It'd be a dangerous so, territory. So that was kind of that. Obviously I've I've checked in numerous times since then, but it wasn't it never really got to that conversation. And I would say, you know, two, three months ago I was 
leading. Wait, a lot of agents would stop communicating right there. Yeah, right. It kind of makes it awkward. <laughs> awkward. You're afraid to like reach out again because you're oh, just like, I it's don't... that agent who didn't tell us about the porno neighbor again. <laughs> Did it stop? <laughs> yeah. So um, I was in a, uh, a cheesecake factory in Oceanside about three months ago, uh, leaving, and all of a sudden I hear Joe, Joe, and I look behind me and sure enough it's my client and his wife yeah. that i'd never met so i was so excited ah, to like see her yeah. and meet her for the first time i was just almost like you know just we the, were all excited to see each other because yeah. it's it's very rare that you know the porno see. agent in person yeah, yeah right hey sorry about um, porn, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and of course you Somehow know you get responsibility for this me just <laughs> never forgetting things and obviously that is something yes. of a story that i still remember to this day i go so Ah, How's it going with the neighbor and the noise? And um, sure enough, the wife is just like, oh, you know what? That actually stopped. We actually met the neighbor. He was an elderly man. And we just think he maybe didn't have his hearing aided or something because (laughs) it just kind of stopped you know something ah. like that and that well, these was hearing that. aids nowadays are bluetooth you can turn them on <laughs> they can go to your tv directly did you know that no. one of my clients tad he's like 94 his hearing aids work so good that i was sitting in the car talking to him on the phone through the phone to his phone to his hearing aid and he could hear me but i'm, I'm sitting That's next to him I, I couldn't talk to him because he was practically well dead. so they met the neighbor and they I mean, they obviously said, You're "Hey, what's up with your yeah, viewing at pleasure?" Night and we can hear it. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't even know if they said yeah, they. They didn't really to. tell me any about any like confrontation about that. They just said it was. I we believe it was an elderly man who didn't probably notice. And he might not have had his hearing aid in because he's so nice and this and that. Isn't that like they love and they love the neighborhood? They're, everything worked out in the end. They're super happy. Yeah. They were super happy to see me uh, again. You know, being from Amsterdam, they're like we're super liberal and open to this type of stuff. And you know, there's like you know, there's basically bus signs, bus stop signs with topless women on it. We're totally fine with sexuality, oh and, but but it was just a little. Too much at the moment. Yeah, at night like, when you're trying to sleep, and then you know you don't know if it's a video or I, someone who's just more impressive than you. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, I would start thinking all kinds of stuff. I would not think that it was an older gentleman. You know, no, I, I, I would think it was a party with numerous people because you know we're, we're talking surround sound. Like if night. you're hearing it that far mm-hmm. away, like it's pretty. That's pretty heavy duty. But yes. again, deafness comes in various shapes and forms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, you know what the other thing is? When you have it in surround sound like that, you act like the vibrations really come through. And you know what? Here, oh my God, I just, <laughs> just got that. Dream. I didn't actually mean it to be that way, but I'm just saying, like, that's it, it goes to other bass, properties yeah, through yeah. the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really feel the bass on that, I'm sure. When, when I was uh, 16, my car had two JL12s. So that's all I think oh, of. Yeah. I'm going to say that I think, like, old men are like my favorite people on the planet. First of all, all of this reminds me of my dad. I won't go into that story, but it's, it's, you know, I like old men as long as they're not perverts and bigots. We're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm moving and I just met the, the older neighbor who's down the street and like, he literally just, you know, I waved, he walked over and I said, hi, I'm your potential neighbor. And he goes, what? (laughs) I can't hear you. I'm your potential neighbor. And he's like, I was just over here because the mailbox seemed wiggly. <laughs> <laughs> but the good, best part about those guys is that you have a lot of leeway on what you say. If you make a mistake, yeah. like, 
You're cool. And, and you just start writing. The neighborhood. It's, they want to they want to maintain everything in the neighborhood so that the neighborhood mailbox is wiggly. You know, so maybe that's how they met up. That's that pride of ownership factor. And they were factor. like, oh, yeah. this, you know. Yeah. I like I, plenty of time on their hands. Yeah, happens. they're cool people. I'm, I'm a fan. And you know, they always like to talk, and I like to talk, so we get that. Yeah, you know. but you know Synchronicity. what? So okay, so you had that, and then of course, like I mean, that's pretty heavy. The good thing is, I feel like that kind of relationship could yield a lot of referrals for years to come because there's a lot of vulnerability there. Even if they are from Amsterdam and they don't mind porno being played for their kids or whatever, like yeah. you know, oh, they, that's they, true. They're, they're not going to for, They're not going to forget. The experience that Joe gave them just by following up. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely could tell with, uh, you know, their assignment is to see me and whatnot. We even said, let's like do a dinner sometime, you know, we can come over anytime type of situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I know they developed really a friendship. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm all for friendship with my clients. Yeah. Many of them. My wife is not for my friendship with my clients. Really? Yeah, no, no, there's just too much. There's too much there. There's too many clients that I want to be friends with. So I have yeah, to draw those boundaries. True. You know? Because you just get to like people. I do. You know? I like people a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. good people. I wish there was more time in the day sometimes to, you know, hang out with all of them and have relationships with every them. Every single you know, day. It, it, it happens. Well, you know, you learn new lessons in this business every single time. And what most people don't realize, and, and I actually learned this from an instructor when I started getting my license. He said, memorize everything because everything you learn to be a great realtor is going to be like experiential Mm -hmm. experience, like immersion. It's just like when you're learning a language, like if you have to speak it, you're going to do it that much faster. And then you learn from other people too. So like you have a story about like a closing where you had someone who was still in the property. Yeah. Yeah. It's another, yeah. And again, I love using these examples to clients, um, the horror stories. Yeah. 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 (laughs) What could happen and what, what not and how we go about fixing those problems and things like that. So that's what our platform is. Kind of just to kind of share some, not necessarily horror stories, but realities. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Realities that, uh, you know, hopefully end up for the better. Well, what um, was that situation? Almost always. This story was another, it was another military family. And again, <laughs> Oceanside area. I mean, that's what happens when we have, you know, some oh, new military bases yes, here yes, in San yes, Diego. Yes. I'm a big fan of Oceanside. Um, that's why prices yeah. have doubled in yeah. three years. I Hello. Mean, so they bought a awesome pl- place, uh, had a pool in the backyard, had a little pool house in the back. Oh, um, nice. They were super excited. I, I, we really weren't even looking for a home. home Sounds pool, exciting. But... I mean, we, we pool, found one. Uh, pools they, are at the top of every buyer's list right now. I mean, especially at peak of summer. That's what it was yeah. when we got the home. So, yeah, they got the home with a pool. Um, super nice home. Nice neighborhood. Um, we close escrow, do the final walkthrough. There was a tenant living in the pool house. Um, so part of our uh, contract was the tenant would be out by the time we close escrow and do our final walkthrough, which was agreed upon. Um, and, you know, the tenant was served 30 day notice or whatever it was. I think he was there under a year. That's why it was 30 day. And sure enough, I do the final walkthrough. We close escrow. I'm there about 20 minutes early um, before the buyers because I wanted to, you know, make sure the home was in good shape and everything like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I go over towards the guest house after doing our walk. And, and you know, and come to think about it now, there was also a little pot plant growing right outside that, <laughs> pool, that pool house, I remember. Welcome to um, Oceanside. Yeah, was yeah. there a built-in barbecue in the backyard? I don't think so. And an overhang? Okay, never mind. You thought you toured You were listening to Aiden, weren't you? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't, I swear. Um, so, actually, we went to the back of that pool house, and I see there's, like, a cat inside. And I was like... Mm. That's who locked a cat in the house? You know, how'd the yeah. cat get in? Can a tat be a tenant? And no, I don't know. No. But sure enough, the door's locked. So I'm like, well, none of the keys all obviously weird. work to this either. And I'm like, well, how do you get the cat out? And then as I look a little closer, stick my head, and then, you know, some, 
person's things are all still there. Like somebody's oh, still living. Oh man! There. Oh no! And um, I would say within five minutes of that happening, the neighbor on the other side pops his head over the fence and is like, "Oh hey, um, are you the new owners?" And I'm like, "No, I'm their agent." You know, they're like, "Oh, um, you know, so and so the tenant was wanted me to ask you if he can stay here. He'd pay rent. He he's a good he's a good tenant. He pays rent. He uh oh he has wow. his own you know junk removal business or something. He's just like pays rent. He keeps himself. The audacity. Oh my lord. And I'm just like <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, like I'll ask them, but you know, part of the contract is he's supposed to be out by you know a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh well, he's not here right now, but we'll we'll let him know. And I'm like. Yeah, please let him know like, let him right know. away. You give me yeah. the phone number. Who, who, wait, wait a second. Like, who are you again? Yeah, you're the neighbor? <laughs> yeah. Can he stay with you? That's what I would have said. Let me just open Basically. the store and dump all his stuff are on Are you your his side. advocate? <laughs> so, yeah, again, you know, I had my clients got there within, you know, the next 10 minutes. And I'm like, hey, guys, we have a little <laughs> bit a of an issue. That Damage we, control. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on it, right? I'm dealing with it. I'm going to deal with it for you. And, you know, I think I called my either team leader broke at the time. I was just like, what do you do? You yeah. Know? How does this get resolved? They were like, it's either kind of cash for keys. You might have to always get cash for tenant. Keys. Or again, let's just be reasonable and nice. So yeah. we were like, you know, he's like, hey, it's, I'm having a hard time finding a place that I can afford, you know, this and that. Because uh, he did up showing back common up. Common problem. And I was just like, man, we can give you like seven days max. That's it. Like to kind of get your stuff and that find a generous. place and whatnot. Cause you've already had a month and this and that. And you know, he's like, I don't want any problems, things like that. So because you treat him like a human being. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's true. So, Big so, deal. you know, he got his stuff out. You know, I followed up within the week and you know, like, yeah, he, he was gone in a couple of days or whatever it was, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, but how'd the buyers take it? They were pretty reasonable and okay. They were a little, you know, scared and hesitant at the same time. We, well, I you know, mean, they have kids. everybody has horror stories. <sighs> Here's horror stories about a squatting tenant. Yeah, In absolutely. California, yeah, I think absolutely. that it's um, it's a lot of scary language, you know, yeah. because there's so many laws that protect tenants and many of them for good reasons. Yeah. And so many times it's, it's how you deal with it. So the fact that you treated him humanely and kindly was probably the reason he was willing to move. If you had been abrupt and rude, he could have dug his heels in for quite a long time. You're absolutely right. And you know, that's what we just didn't want to happen. So we tried to be as reasonable as possible. Just give him a little bit of a timeline, a little extra time. And you know, thankfully he was out. I call Um, it tenant relations. Tenant relations is a big deal in real estate. I cannot count how many agents I've seen blow deals just by not treating a tenant well. But But this was a tenant that it sounds like wasn't even leaving. Yeah. And, And again, it was kind of funny because... I think it was that exact day or maybe, maybe a little bit beforehand. My, my clients were like, where does he go to the bathroom? This is not a, there's no bathroom. Oh, running water. Room. It was just a box basically with a bed in it. Wow. And his, 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 his cat was living in it, stuff like that. And oh. I mean, the guys, you know, anyways, I followed yeah. up again. Like I always do with my clients. I want to check out and see how everything was going. And it was either me checking in or my client following up with me and just being like, I think I found out where he's been using the bathroom. Oh, wow. And I mean, again, he didn't give me much more than that, but I can only imagine. Wow. Like, like wow. the guy was either digging a hole or just going on the side of the house. No. Or oh, I have no Stop idea, it. but it was not uncommon in San Diego. Nasty. Number of reasons why Nasty. the weather, <laughs> the weather, you, you can the do a weather lot outside. Poop outside. You can do anything outside in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to freeze Bag your extremities. It away. Yeah, but, you know, when you're, I'm, I don't think this guy was homeless, but when you're in a, a position yeah. of, of low housing security, I think 
people do a lot to preserve their dignity. It's the reason why paper towels and toilet paper were so, you know, yeah, scarce also, at the beginning of the pandemic. You're also, as a homeowner, not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to rent out a space that doesn't have heat or plumbing or Oh, it's or a, as, water. A, as illegal as uh, yeah. uh, putting children in a hazardous it's it's a yeah, health hazard it's a health hazard and they they will prosecute on that yeah. so i'm glad that that guy got out of there and i'm glad yeah. that it wasn't contaminated by his yeah i think you know they <laughs> called me up a few months ago now they're renting their place out we might sell at the end of the year but you know same thing See? the relationship's still there it's yeah. you know well at some of my past clients were so rude, they would have been like, you need to come dig this out of the ground and remove it from my property right now. Or, you know, whatever the, the case was, yeah. because they're um, just too high on the customer service totem pole. Yeah. They really think that everybody should just bow down to them. Well, whenever um, there's a situation where I'm in a house where both toilets aren't working... I am always like, well, where, where is this going? Like, oh, yeah. what are they doing? I had a situation where I'm like, listen, there was a tenant in the property. It was really an unlivable condition. It was a, hoard, a hoarding situation. And I said, we have to tread very delicately on, you know, having this guy move out. Not only was it a hoarding situation that he had been living in because he was with rodents for sure renting a room. Yep. There were rodents. Mm -hmm. There was one bathroom with no workable toilet or shower. That's not a bathroom. That's a sink. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and he had, um, diabetes and was on dialysis. That makes me so sad. And I was like, look, this isn't even, they didn't know he was in the property when they took over the property. And Mm. I said, we have to tread carefully. So, you know, we had him go through a program where he found safe housing. We gave him plenty of time to move. He left a bunch of stuff, but I was like, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. God bless you. I just think about what an aggressive, ruthless agent would do and Push them out fast and not help and them get with a resources and get also, well, yeah, but because you can't treat but the, people but that way. But this industry doesn't think with lawsuits in yeah. mind usually. You know, this is yeah. more about self-serving agents who just want to close a deal or get a listing, right? Yeah. And older folks are getting taken advantage of day yeah. in and day out. Here in San Diego, we're seeing it all the time because the value of their homes has gone up sharply and they don't keep it nice. Yeah. So cash buyers are around every corner to, yeah, to give them a, a price that they can make a margin Don't on. you think sometimes we need them? We go in, I mean, I've gone oh, into yeah. places no, I'm not where you don't need I see like <laughs> horrifying things and like, yeah, no, 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 no. Those are yeah. the investors are the only ones who will buy those homes. What's the weirdest thing you've ever walked in on on a property? And just the other day, it was a, a live snake. I thought he was dead snake, but it was a live snake <gasps> on the floor. Just, Basically living in the middle. It was a vacant place in Ooh. like Bonzal Vista, Fallbrook, like right around oh, that border. And, uh, it must have been like a constrictor, like a boa or a uh, python. I think or it was something. a gopher snake, to be honest, just like a gopher snake. Oh. But I mean, same thing. We looked at, you know, as soon as we walked up to the pool, it was green <gasps> with like trash in it. Oh. We were just like, is this like kind of like a party house, like a vacant, you know, part where people just come and party here when nobody's here type of thing? Let Anyways. me guess. This was listed for a price that uh, correlated to a very nice property. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it just reeked of cigarettes. Like somebody was just smoking oh. cigarettes in there, even though it was completely vacant. Um, I think the door was actually just open already, maybe. Oh, like, it's open. So it I was, I was a little right scared. In. We didn't go too much further. I mean, <laughs> I was with my clients who were luckily veterinarians, and they had their two young daughters, though, which the oh, daughters yeah. were immediately That's... screaming and crying oh, and no, leaving. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, there, there will be no young daughters in, the, yeah, in a and, scary and, property. You know, sure enough, we get, my, my client gets close enough to that snake, and he's like, I think it's still alive. I can see its tongue kind of flickering <laughs> oh, out. 
but he was covered in like lint. So I think I was like, is he moldy? I couldn't tell. I thought he went through the dryer event, maybe something like that. But the guy's a veterinarian, so you know. Yeah, I was. You know, I tried to take a picture. I realized that I was too afraid to take a good one because afterwards it was just a blur, and then you know we got out of there. But uh, but snakes do strike fear in quite a few people. Yeah, me included. Yeah, I mean, me included. They can be harmless, and still they're scary just because they don't I, have I legs. I let the agent know that there was just in case. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> you know what? Listen, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a city girl. I will go to country to show houses, but it is very apparent to my clients that I am not designed for country living. Is it the shoes you wear? It's or? probably the shoes I wear. Right. I wore the wrong yeah. shoes today. I was trucking up and down the side of this hill because I wanted to look under my client's deck. And then I almost fell. He caught me. Then we look and we start hearing. The sprinkler. No, like a snake. And so, of course, I'm the slowest one there. And I'm like, go, go. You got to watch Christina's Instagram videos because... She's she's great. She runs. She'll push everybody else out of the way to get it to get out of there, which uh, is very you know George Costanza e. I'm like a I'm like a little like human marshmallow running <laughs> running with no, no coordination. She's not a human marshmallow, guys. Don't listen street. to her. You know, Joe, you brought some good ones. I think there's another. Is it serious? There's a few. Hold on. So I think we wanted to talk yeah, serious. Yeah, I wanted to talk about like yeah. what is the biggest life lesson you've learned in real estate? The mm. story that really like shaped you either positively or negatively. I, I, I got a good one about that. This is, um, I think it happened about two years ago. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I helped clients. It's funny again, military by an ocean side. <laughs> um, it was a new construction home. Um, I thought it was more home than they needed. They, I think the wife was trying to get pregnant or was pregnant at the time, but they wanted to buy like a four bedroom, four bathroom house and had, you know, HOA, I think a little bit of Mellow Ruse. It was, it was a pretty big house. And mm-hmm. I thought it was, again, he already got out of the military. So I was wondering what he Why was so going to be using to fund the house. Yeah. Um, oh, money wise. Yeah. 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 He was getting into stuff kind of like maybe what we're doing now, where he wanted to almost work for like a Tony Robbins or type of get, like, yeah. be, be like a, either a rah, like, rah. Yeah, be a coach or something. I'm not sure what was going on. Anyways, you know, dressed really nice, always held himself real like, you know, classy and whatnot. Like and obviously a million bucks. had the money to consummate the purchase. Yeah, had the money to buy the house, which yeah. was, you know, you know, fair enough with a VA loan still, but um, yeah, he could afford it. Yeah. That's why. Um, about two years later, like literally just when COVID happened, started, it was just, you know, the market kind of just froze all of a sudden. It yeah. was like, what are we, what's happening? What's going on? Yes. Were prices about to drop? Things like that. I remember about two and a half months of just sheer uncertainty. Yeah. So that's kind of what was going on. And so I believe it was probably like two months after that. And he re- he was telling me, he called me, you know, hey, it's time to sell. I think, you know, I, we just, I can't afford the payments right now. Things aren't going as well as I thought they would be with work and life and whatnot. Um, sure enough, I'm like, okay. And this was, I think one of my first listings, probably my first two to three listings I ever did. Um, but you know, I was ready to help him list the house. You know, we called the bank, we were on the phone together trying to figure out exactly how much he owes on the home because I know it was getting close. He didn't pay off too much because appreciation wasn't the way it was during COVID. It was still, you know, at our normal probably six to 8% Mm -hmm. over the last two years before that. Well, and not just that, but there were some, some workout agreements, a lot of workout agreements that were being done. So, you know, it was a pretty sensitive time, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, we, we were on the phone with the bank. I tried calling first for him to help out. And of course the bank wasn't going to give me the information. So Mm -hmm. a three, three way call with me and the bank uh, gentleman on the the phone tells us how much he owed on the home. 
Um, so we go, okay, cool, fair enough. And we owe this much. So now I can start running some numbers for you. Get you a seller net sheet, all that kind of stuff. Um, again, during that time, you know, I was advised to get a, a payout slip, payoff slip from either escrow or, you know, I think my team leader at the time. And this was something I was kind of pushing my client to get. Obviously we were on the phone and they told us a number, but still I was pushing them to get the payoff slip, get the payoff slip. And it took, I think, maybe a week or two to actually get there or he just kind of lagged or delayed on actually ordering it. Yeah. Even though escrow was following up with me every week to be like, did he order this yet? Did he order this yet? We need this. We need this. Cause I knew it was kind of cutting it short. It's crazy how long some people take on these documents. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, time really matters with, you know, real estate and escrow. I mean, there's timelines and contracts that we need to stick to. Had you already procured a buyer? Um, so, so that's the way it went. Like we had, we listed the home, Photos were done, everything else listed the home. But again, very few buyers were buying at this time. It was like a, such a, you know, such an uncertain yeah. time in the market. So, you know, doing the numbers, I was like, you know, and again, there was no comparables or comps to kind of base that off of. It was just kind of like what we hope we can get type of thing, or right. let's list it at this price because it's worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we listed the home, you know, we had a couple offers. I was running numbers and I was like, again, based on giving a buyer's agent commission and you know, it be us cutting it so close. I don't think this offer will be best for us. Like there's a little less risk here. You're not going to yeah. make as much money on it to my clients. And I got a, a phone call from, you know, somebody who, who saw me as a listing agent and was like, Hey, I heard that like you will get a better deal if you help us out, you yeah, know? That's what and I'm say, like, yeah. you know what? This is actually what we need right now to make these yeah. numbers work for my clients to sell this home. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, you know, couldn't do it basically. Yep. So, you know, I cut off one side of the commission. I'm double ending it again. Yeah, first time that's what people ever don't doing get. that. Whenever they ask me that, I'm like, you don't understand. Like my client's going to ask me to cut my commission. Right. Yep. And, and then you're I'm going to do double the too. work. Yeah. So yeah. basically. <laughs> the work so i usually say no but you were kind enough in this situation i've done it too i usually regret it yeah exactly so i mean this is why it's such a big lesson learned um again i i I did that which is something i don't like doing at all is cutting commissions or things like that um because i am doing double the work and it's it's very very stressful being in the middle of a buyer and a seller especially when you're representing both well the truth is all this is kind of a mystery to the consumer public absolutely yeah and and again i'm doing my best to help my clients out that were my you know one of my first clients they were using me again they referred me family members, things like that of already. Course. So, you know, I'm doing my best. You got a high standard for customer service. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, again, running the numbers, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is, you know, the offer we have to go with basically to make this work for your numbers, you know, and I'll represent her and you at the same time it was mm-hmm. on my first listing. So I was getting experience. Sure. Plus, honestly, it was probably me one of the biggest checks I've received at the time because it wasn't like a team lead type, yeah. type situation oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. It was now a past client or sphere. So there's so, nobody yeah. in your pockets on the deal yeah, or less. Exactly. Right? When you're starting out, it was just, you know, this was all me, which was great. It was a Something big yeah. for me. It was one of the, again, wasn't a crazy big check, but it would have been one of the better it's ones that I got. what you dream about when you get into real exactly, estate. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because before you're getting really small ones, because all the, all the, you know, the way, the way it works. The splits. Um, the splits, exactly. Especially starting out with training, being involved. So, um, you know, we're about to close about, I would say, two days before closing. Escrow calls me going, we have a problem. Oh, like, I remember the exact so words of, of oh, Sarah. Just, we got a problem. Okay, spit it, spit it out, spit it out, come on. They're going to short sale. <laughs> this is not, you know, uh, they got the payoff slip, but whoever you spoke to over the phone didn't add, I think, the taxes and interest in in the payoff slip. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we yeah. got a verbal number, and then all of a sudden the payoff slip is about $20,000 more. Oh, so I'm no. already doing, you know, cutting my commission, helping double end it, making sure all the numbers work so they don't short sale or lose the home. Wow. And, you know, 
and again, the buyer that I'm representing, so double ending, she's an attorney. So I call her basically and go, Hey, this is the situation. Like, will you, are you willing to pay more for the house to make this work? I'm already going to cut my commissions even lower now and pay, get no commissions whatsoever I'm to make this dying to work. know what she said. No, that was her answer. <gasps> Good. No. Honestly, you know what I, mean? I, I I disagree. I, would, I, would, I think she, uh, he's cutting, they're cutting. I think she I'm a collaborative agent and I agree with you. She yeah. should, but I understand why she wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Again, being she an attorney, had an agreed probably, price and that was not her problem. Exactly. I got it. So, you know, it's, it's a nightmare, right? I'm yeah. just, I'm just devastated. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to go to court cause I'm middle double ending yes. both people. I don't want my other clients to have to go to court. You know, they're yeah. already in a tough situation. Oh, there's a hundred so different ways. Instead could go of, from you know, point. it going to short sale, I gave up my, you know, it was 15 grand. Basically mm. I had to me myself and my team, luckily who again, wasn't going to make any money off this, but helped me get the clients in the beginning and they got their split. We, you know, coughed up another, I think seven grand to yeah. not let the home short sale to close, you know, basically on time for that buyer and, and walk do away what's right here. Them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the truth and, is wow. we, we do this. We have to, because what are we going to do? be dumb and cost our clients the home and then have no referral source or, or relationship remaining or worse because they're in the military lose their, their VA ava- oh, availability if they have to short yeah. sale. There's a lot they of probably ways never would have been able to buy a home again or for quite a while with, yeah. with getting screwed on that situation. So well, I was oh, yeah. lucky that they had you to, to deal with that. I mean, as much as that hurt, you know, yeah, I well, still a lot feel of, it right now. Honestly, I'm just I like, know, oh, a, right a lot of agents chest. wouldn't have done the collaborative thing and figured out a way to no. make it work. So, uh, you know, kudos to you for sure. Thank you. hundred percent. And those people, I hope they love you. They should. Well, what's the lesson you learned from that? What do you do differently? Well, now? absolutely. The lesson I learned is, you know, always make sure they get that payoff slip before we even hit the market. Yeah. Um, that's super important. Yep. Again, somebody who's only owned a home a couple of years, again, if it was the COVID appreciation, you double, triple check those types of numbers to make sure that, you know, how much they actually owe. Mm-hmm. Um, for that reason. Um, and again, even just being in the middle of a buyer and a seller is something that I really want to reconsider. And again, I probably wouldn't cut my commission yeah. completely on one end just because the amount of work and stress on, honestly, that you'd have to go through. I mean, it's always better to nights, assign you know? a trusted agent to that. Buyer. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always Absolutely. Partner I, up with I agree. Somebody. Um, that's all, that's something I'm going to do for the next one for sure. It's not even, you know, it was me just trying to help that's, two people. Out it's heavy and it sounds like it was costly for you, but probably not in the long term. That's my opinion. Again, the lessons learned from that are kind of priceless. It's a big yeah, deal. You know, it's, it's something real estate you learn and you just take with you and you don't forget and you well, talk to other people about what happened so then they could learn from that as well. I think oh, that yeah. if, if, if I were you, I would just want a ton more porno buyers. <laughs> and uh, I mean, because they're so, they're okay with whatever, right? You can literally sell them any. More clients from yeah, yeah, they're cool. They're going to make friends with the people eventually anyway. That is so funny. Um, but no, I mean, I feel like we just never know what's going to happen. Real estate's crazy. Real estate is definitely crazy. And Joe, thank you. Oh, so we appreciate you being here. You having me. Yeah. It's a big deal. Honestly, uh, four years and these kinds of stories coming out. Can, you, can you only imagine the next five years, what this guy's going <laughs> to oh, have? Goodness. Just oh, goodness. keep calling us. We'll have you. You know, on. I know which agents are going to weather the storm. I can tell right away, you know, because this is a, a time when things are changing. You got to pivot. Mm-hmm. Joe's in it for the long haul. Yep. Thank you, so. Joe. Until next appreciate time. It. Thank you guys. Real estate is crazy. Real estate's crazy.